Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. We have with us today Daniel Sanchez. Daniel is an engineering director at one of the biggest FMCG companies in the world. And you may have heard him um, talk about project financing, cash flow forecasting, and even Bitcoin on this very podcast. So not much more of an introduction needed now. Cash flow productivity is one of the key metrics certain big corporations use to assess their financial health. And Hussam and I really wanted to understand why. So we asked Daniel to explain it to us. Today, you will learn what cash flow productivity is and why it is important to a corporation. As always, please rate us on your favorite podcast app. It helps the podcast a lot and it makes us very happy. Uh, and if you would like so, go follow us on Instagram at Corporate Treasury 11. And with that being said, on with the episode. So another topic we'd like to touch upon, Daniel, is uh, the concept of free cash flow productivity and how uh, there is an overall strategy around that. Mm -hmm. um, some FMCG's companies uh, really put that forward, even on their websites or, or such things, to say, look, we have a very good cash flow, free cash flow productivity. Um, why is that? Why is it something that companies look at and put forward in their uh, communications? Free cash flow productivity is in the end is the free cash flow divided by the, the net earnings that okay. the company has, right? So that's where the percentage number comes in. Um, and it's an accredited accounting measure that public companies are mandated to have to a okay. certain extent, yes? What does that measure tell you? That measure tells you is how much, in the end, how much money is the company generating and is able to either set aside for whatever purpose it wants to mm -hmm. versus the money that's coming in, right? So okay. the higher that percentage is, the, the more, the, the healthier a company status is, okay. okay? That percentage target gives a series of signals, especially to investors, right? Okay. The ability of a company to, one, sustain its payment of dividends mm -hmm. and ideally grow over time. Okay. The ability of the company to buy its shares back as part of the total shareholder return mm -hmm. uh, model, right? The ability of the company to build its reserves, right, okay. for acquisitions or future investments, and the ability of the company to fund itself, right? So as we mentioned before, uh, do, do FMCG companies typically fund their products? They're self-funded. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that uh, bloodline mm -hmm. is there year after year. And that's what that percentage number is very, very important, right? So anything above 0% starts to be healthy, right? Okay. Uh, but what is important in terms of consistency and consistency in growing company especially is mm -hmm. how frequently you actually want to meet the target and how consistent is that target. Okay. A company that in one year delivers 90% and then in the, the second year delivers 50%, investors are going to look into, right? Okay. Why have I only delivered 50% in the second year? Is there something that's clear, right? So that's, that's, that's the very, very important and sometimes the fixation that established companies have, uh, especially when they want to look to keep on thriving throughout the years. Okay, and so just for the sake of uh, our understanding to us all, free cash flow and net earning, the difference is in the free cash flow, you don't take into account the non-cash expenses that you would for the net earnings, such as um, depreciation, amortization, uh, unrealized gains or loss. And this will allow you to look at 
vary from a cash flow standpoint, where do you sit uh, compared to the net earnings when you take everything into mm -hmm. account? But uh, thank you, Lena. That's, that's mm -hmm. super clear. Um, what does that mean at the group level and project management level? We have this free cash flow productivity, this percentage that is very important for the shareholder returns. That's something mm -hmm. you mentioned quite a lot, uh, quite sometimes in this episode. How does that translate into what you need to do at group level and project management level? So uh, big companies normally don't rely on one single product or mm -hmm. even one single type of product, right? So uh, there is the tendency to organize into subcategories, subcompanies, however you want to call it, mm -hmm. legal entities, right? So the group level has a specific target, yeah. right? But that specific target is the contribution of each of the team players, mm -hmm. right? So that cascades down from what the company itself, which is showing the face to the investors, mm -hmm. can count on on the different parties that are in it. So that then cascades into the different groups. So it can be uh, an FMCG companies, it can be the biscuit group, okay. it can be the laundry group, yeah. and it can be the diapers group, right? Yeah. And then inside those groups themselves, you have people, as I mentioned before, right? You have, yeah. there's a global setup, there's a regional setup, there's mm -hmm. a national setup, right? So, and as it cascades down, that's where the information needs to be passed down onto, down to the single individual who is managing a capital project to mm -hmm. understand what his or her role is in contributing and achieving that target. Okay. And hence the importance of those daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly exactly. review of the cash going in, exactly. and the cash going out, especially yeah. compared to what was yes. going in. And just to make sure that it's not over-intellectualized, right? I mean, it's, it, the practical point of view is it's not that each project, the individual knows their specific contribution. Mm -hmm. But what's important is they know their target for that year or for that quarter. Yeah and the targets of his or her partners will all add up to delivering that, okay. right? If one of them starts failing or there's the ability, there's the inability to compensate, mm -hmm. you're going to miss out on your target. Okay. Essentially, so like such a big company structure, it's really you're a project manager, you have another project management in your department, let's say, uh, you try and compensate between the two of you <laughs> for your group, uh, group for your uh, team's, let's say, yep. cash flow targets. If that doesn't work, maybe you go one level up, see if you can compensate exactly. there. If that doesn't work, you go one level up. Eventually, if you get to the global level and you can't compensate, then you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ideally, you've, you've told that early enough, right? <laughs> but that's why it's important, the, okay. the weekly, the monthly. That's interesting you touched on told it early enough. Do you also like, I guess then, because we said about spending um, is important because or spending targets are important because you're releasing that cash or not to the company to spend mm -hmm. in other ways. Um, so I guess you also need to be rewarded if you are able to spend less because you managed to do something in a cheaper way, for example. You want to tell the company as early as possible in the fiscal year that, hey, either you can give this cash to another project mm -hmm. or you can overall restate. Do you restate ever your cash flow targets? They can be restated internally. They can be restated, right? Mm -hmm. uh, externally, the company decides whether to restate them or not on the quarterly basis, right? Mm -hmm. When they have either their shareholder court or their quarterly earnings calls, mm -hmm. right? That can be a moment in which restatements can happen. If you look at it, I mean, not talking FMCG now, but if you look at in the past six to nine months, throughout quarter one and quarter two, especially in 2022, a lot of companies have restated what their earnings would be. Not mm -hmm. necessarily free cash flow, but all of that has an impact on it, right? So mm -hmm. that can happen. Uh, not desired, yeah. obviously. I mean, FMCG by nature is a very dynamic market, right? Mm -hmm. So 
demand can spike or drop off within a year. Um, and assuming maybe you want to delay some projects because you say, hey, not worth the investment because we look at our demand profile now and it's just not there anymore. Um, but it would have to be quite a big shift, I guess, it, to be able to It have justify. to be a very, very, very big shift. Yeah. Typically, capital projects would not be the single reason for that shift, right? Typically, these are external, right? Yeah. It's a... It's a, a war, it's commodities, it's yeah. pandemic. It can be a series of things. Very clear. Anything else you want to yeah. touch on in overall how your role uh, or the roles that you've worked in or the departments that you've worked in influence the treasury of a large company? The only thing, I mean, the last thing that I really like to drop off is in working in an FMCG company, you probably don't realize that when you start, mm -hmm. but as you grow, uh, as you understand what spending capital means, right? Mm -hmm. And having access to that project and what the impact is that on weekly, monthly, uh, quarterly spending, uh, it's something that will grow with you, right? Okay. Uh, from my experience from a corporate treasury and, uh, and, and what I've learned over the past years and what we talked about here is I'd recommend everyone to take it and do it personally. Okay. Do it personally. Because if we manage our finances mm -hmm. like a like a good corporation manages <laughs> their treasury, Shoot. that's halfway for our success. So your cash flows, keeping them positive, uh, setting yourself a spending target. Indeed. indeed, indeed. <laughs> Finding ways to compensate. Finding ways to compensate. <laughs> to compensate. Yes. That, that's what I would say. That, that That's the last thing that I'd really like to leave, especially on, on this topic, right? Is whatever, a lot of the things that you guys talk about uh, are actually applicable also to the individual. And that is it's something that's super important. Super interesting. Daniel, thank you so much for your expertise. Thanks it's been so much. great. It's been great, guys. Thank you.